you are new with us, welcome. Welcome to Vertical Church, man. We love the fact that you are here today. We love the fact that you're coming and hang with us for another, a Sunday. And, and uh, as we chase this life, what it means to live for and live with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Man, we hope that you were made to feel welcome and wanted. And you'll come back and hang with us another again another Sunday, next Sunday, and the Sunday after that. Uh, my name is Rich. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. Uh, we are stoked that you are with, with us this morning. Uh, we are waist deep in this series titled Fixer Upper. We started about three weeks ago. We're in week three. And I don't know about you, if you've been, if you've been listening or here and attending while you're walking through it, this has been a very challenging series, a very challenging series for me. I mean, to know that To know that the world has influenced my walk with Jesus frustrates me. To know that the world has influenced my love for other people around me drives me crazy. To know that the world has thrown its trash into me and I've accepted that. Well, I hope you're with me on that. Because I know what Jesus has done. Man, we just sang a song like Living Hope. And there's a lyric in there. Let's think about this as we're singing it. It says... Uh, the morning came, the, the promise was sealed, right? The promise was sealed because Jesus conquered the grave. Well, then in order for that promise to be sealed, Jesus had to break a seal by the Roman guards who put a seal on his tomb. So he's like, I live, right? And if we put our trust and our faith and make him a Lord of our life and surrender our lives, man, we have this hope. It's absolutely crazy. And so know what Jesus has done for me and I still let the world creep into my work, my, my walk with him. Man, I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't want that. You know, we're walking through this series. If you're new to this series, man, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to our podcast. I don't know if you know we have a podcast or not, but it's free to listen to, free to download, free to share. Uh, if you ever miss a Sunday, you can always go back and catch up and follow along. Because I want to I encourage you to do that because the first two weeks set us up for this morning's conversation. The first two weeks set us up for this today's conversation and as we wrap up the series next week. But the whole idea of this series is to follow a show that was once very, very popular called Fixer Upper. You know, we, it's idea about this couple who are contracted by clients, Chip and Joanna Gain, Gaines, and they go and take this beaten up, run down home and turn around to this thing of beauty. Have, you, have anybody seen it? Show me again if you've seen it. You kind of, okay, most of us in this room, uh, we have seen and walked through that. Uh, this idea of they, it's a before and after story that everybody loves. Because the clients, right, they trust the builders. And the clients trust the process. And at the end of the show, they end up with a masterpiece of a home. Well, that is the same for us, friends. That is the same for us. You know, we too, over time, take beatings. We too, over time, get beat up and worn down. And we too, over time, take on corrosion from the world. You know, and and our walk with Jesus is was it once was. Our walk with Jesus, the fire has dimmed down, and we come and embrace some of the things that the world are throwing us that is right. The brokenness of this world is starting to overlay on our walk with Jesus. And so we've been walking through this series, dealing with those kind of things. And that's why each week I've been asking you a very probing life question. It says, do you have the guts? Do you have the guts for a whole life renovation? Are you brave enough? Are you courageous enough? 
To let God take the raw material of you, your life, and form it and fashion to the masterpiece He already sees in you. And that's a very tough question to ask ourselves as we walk through this series each and every week. But today of all days, we need to be ready. And at the heart of this series is one verse. And one verse is Colossians 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 10. And it says that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way. That is the blueprint for us who are walking with Jesus. That is the goal for us walking, those of us who are walking with Jesus. That we may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way. The goal of this series is the same as God's goal for your life. The goal of this series is the same as God's will for your life. You ever wondered or asked the question, what is God's will for my life? It starts with living a life worthy of Him and pleasing Him in every way. And so week one, we started this process by, going, by looking at our foundation. Every project, every building that there's out there, there's a foundation. And we've been looking at our foundation each week because we understand our foundation in life is our position in Christ. As we walk through and do the renovation of our lives, it needs to start with Jesus. It stays with Jesus. It always with Jesus. Because Jesus is unshakable. Jesus is unbreakable. And He needs to be our foundation of our spiritual walk. And then we assess the damage last week. We assess the damage. Say, where does damage come from? Why is it coming into our lives? And I challenge us as a church to, to get on our knees. To get on your knees, I said, do three things. I said, pray. Get on your knees and have a conversation with God. Then I asked you to read. Open up the Word of God and have a conversation. I even told you to cheat, right? Does anybody remember that? Pastor told us to cheat. I told you to cheat. Go back and read. Go ahead and read chapter 3 of Colossians because that's where we're going to be today. I said, go back and go cheat and read it and identify some things in your life, in my life, that are the ways of the world that have crept into our walk with Jesus. Then I told you to look. I said, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror and see what is taking place. I wonder if you did it. I wonder if you took the time to actually stop and get on your knees and have a conversation with God. Did you stop and then cheat and read ahead and see where we're going this morning, understand what we're going to be attacking? Did you look in the mirror and have an honest conversation? See, today's demo day. Demo day. And if you've ever watched a show, we've established that many of you have, demo day is Chip's favorite day of the, of the whole the whole renovation process, man. He absolutely loves it. He goes in, he's stoked about breaking things up. He puts his hat on a little bit sideways, and he gets all pumped up. He's like, let's get this party started. He's looking forward to it. Why? Because he gets to go in and bust stuff up. In fact, if you've ever watched the show, you know he loves it, and he runs through walls, and, and he's crazy. Right? He's ripping things out of the ceilings, pulling, pulling whole faces of houses apart. It's amazing what he does, but he absolutely loves it. It's demo day. Now, that's his favorite day outside of the finished product. But there's something about going in. 
when you and I are walking through even through a renovation project, project of our own homes or our own lives, you know, going in and smashing what we don't want. Going in and ripping out what we, of the old, what's beat up and what's outdated, whatever it be. There's something about going in and getting rid of it. Why? Because we have a blueprint. We have a goal. We have an idea where we want the project to go. And what stands between us and the finished project is the old that's right in front of us. So just like that show, just like any of the renovation we've done in our own home, this step needs to be a part of our renovation, our spiritual renovation. We need to go in with the attack mode. We need to go with the same fashion and smash what's in our lives and get it out of our lives, those things that doesn't belong. If we're in this room, we're listening online, and we, don't, and we have a relationship, relationship with Jesus, and we said no to the world and yes to Jesus, but the world's creeping in, man. We need to go into our spiritual walk and start crushing those things. We have no choice to need to get out. The sledgehammer of God's design needs to hit our lives. Because if that's what we desire, if we desire to live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, and we have things in our lives that, well, doesn't do that, then we need to smash them out. Exactly what we do in the renovation of our own lives, we need to do it in our spiritual lives. And exactly how we look at our renovation in our own lives, we're doing renovations in our own homes, or we're watching a program, we need to look forward. We need to keep on looking forward to seeing what, how God is going to walk us to the end. We need to see forward and see what God has at the end. We need to look forward. That's our goal and our blueprints. Because we need to focus on where we're going. And wonder what, what our lives would be like when we get to the end. Wonder what our lives would look like if we're walking in a life that way and it pleases the Lord. Would there be less stress? Would there be less problems? Would there be less roads? I end up where I don't want to be. You know, that's why we need to have this conversation this morning. Because we need to have a demo day in our lives and our spiritual walk to smash the stuff that doesn't belong. And we will never, let me just repeat this, never complete the renovation unless a demo day happens. You ready for this? That's one. Are you ready for this? Let's go. Let's do this. Open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Hopefully you brought your Bible this morning. Colossians chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Bible or Bible app, whatever you use to read God's Word. Colossians chapter 3, Paul is continuing his process of walking with this church of Colossae, these churches of Colossae, and also walking with a 21st century church as he's walking us forward. He's in chapter 3, he's continuing moving us forward in the process. And he's writing to them and he's writing to us to challenge them and challenge us that living a life worthy of the Lord, embracing, not embracing what the world is selling us. He's telling them and reminding them, okay, there is a, a false teachers in this world. There is false gospel in this world, this broken belief system that was flooding into the church, that was shipwrecking people, had a, a solid walk with Jesus. And they were bringing it in. They're like, oh my gosh, I could do that. That's shiny. That's new. I'll grab a hold of that. That looks really pretty in the world. I'll bring that into my walk with Jesus. And Paul, again, over and over, points to, okay, that is not what it's about. 
because the world and all of its ways, as I shared last week, has cut itself from the head, has no spiritual connection to Jesus. It's spiritually decapitated itself from the head of all things. Look how, look how Paul starts this off in, in chapter 3, starting at verse 1. He says, Since then, since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. For when Christ, who is your life, I love that phrase, who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Let's stop right there. Paul, once again, pointing to the foundation in our lives. Since you have been raised with Christ, you were dead in your sins, you're raised alive in Christ. It starts with Jesus. It ends with Jesus. And everything in the middle is Jesus. He is the foundation. Well, maybe you walk in this morning and that's your first hurdle. You don't have the foundation of Jesus in your life. You've never come to the point in your walk with Jesus where you actually stop and realize that you need Jesus and surrender your life to Jesus. Or maybe you're in this room and you said, I've given my life to Jesus Christ. He is the Lord, my Lord and Savior. But for some reason, we walk through this world having an identity crisis. We don't believe in who we are and whose we are. We don't believe that we have been rescued from the beginning of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son of whom He loves. We don't believe that we have been reconciled with God. We don't believe that we have been redeemed. We don't believe that we actually have hope. We don't live like we've actually been set apart wholly. You're having a problem right now identifying who you are. Remembering that the old you is dead. The new you is present in Jesus. See, Satan does a really good job, friends. He does a really good job, him and his minions, of pointing to the world. Look, look, look. You're, you belong to Jesus. Look what's going on in this world. Yeah, it's broken. It's dirty. And he says, that's you. And we start to believe that. And we start to live that. And we forget that we belong to Jesus. We're a child of God. See, that's why I love these verses in another translation. It's called The Message, and I believe that it points accurately to the problem that you and I face. You can see it up on the screen. Verses 1 and 2 of chapter 3 in, in the message says, So if you're serious about living this new, life, new resurrection life in Christ... He says, act like it. Pursue the things in which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along with your eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up. Look up. Be alert to what is going on around Christ. That is where the action is. See things from His perspective. Too many times you and I are walking around in this world as children of God. Man, we have our face to the ground. We're looking down. We're looking for our answers horizontally, not vertically. And we start buying in and believing all the stuff that's happening here. And he says, look up. Look up to Jesus. That's where the action is. 
See things from His perspective of who you are, whose you are, how He's called you to live to be different. Look up. When we walk in our lives with our head looking down, shuffling down, seeing our own feet, man, we're going to run into some things. We're going to take on some damage. Man, we're going to walk in the street and get whapped. Hit by a truck. Several years ago, there was that whole app that came out, this Pokemon Go. Does anybody remember that silly thing? Does anybody play that silly thing? Oh, I call it silly. Oh, yeah, raise your hands. Okay. People were pulling out their phones and like, I'm going to find something. I'm going to find something. And you hear people about walking in the street. You hear people walking into the ponds. They're driving down the road, running into other cars. Why? Because they're looking down. That's what it's like with our walk with Jesus. When we continue to look down and all the brokenness of the world. Figure that's where we're going to find our answers, and that's how we're called to live, and that's how it's supposed to be. And we're going to hit some things. We're going to walk into some things. We need to look up. So as we step into this, this conversation this morning, and step into the demo day, one of the things that we really want us to be focused on this morning is understand that demo day starts with determination. It starts with determination. See, too many projects in our lives are unfinished. They're unfinished because we, we, we don't fully commit to the getting them done. We step into these projects half-heartedly in an effort that's just kind of like, okay, maybe I'll get it done. And we always walk away and it's, and it's not completed. Now, I'm almost afraid to ask, but I want to, but Show me who has a project at home that is not completed. You started, all right, okay, look at, look at home. Come on, put your hands up. Don't be afraid. Look around the room. Who has a project home that's not done? Yeah, me too. It's my basement. I need to get some tile down, and, and I, well, I just haven't ordered the tile to put the tile down, so I have an unfinished project. We have those unfinished projects because we, we just don't go in. We don't go in all in this idea like we're going to be determined to get it done. The plumber has leaky pipes. Like, oh, I'll take care of that later. Just put a bucket underneath it. We'll, when I get home and get time, we'll be done. The contractors have missing doors to their bathrooms. I've been in a contractor's home and didn't have a bathroom door. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I just don't have time. No, no, no. You didn't commit to get it done, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what it is. The mason has an unfinished wall because they didn't step in the project with complete determination to get it done. See, that's what determination means, that we step in all in. All in. Look back at the verse 1. It says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated. And at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. He says, okay, because your foundation is true, you have been raised with Christ. He is the foundation for your life. And he turns around and says, okay, you need to be all in. You need to be all in. He says, set your hearts on things above. Set your minds on things of Christ. 
meaning that all of you, because it's with our minds that we come on understanding. It's our mind that we understand and have knowledge, but it's our hearts that we believe and live. So when Paul is saying, put your minds and your hearts and things above, he said, all of you needs to be focused up. That's the life you're called to live. The one that's in Jesus Christ. All in. Look at Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 23. It says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them in your heart. For they are the life of those who find them and the health of one's whole body. He says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. We need to be all in. Minds, heart, all in this renovation process for Jesus. Because if we're not, if we're not all in, it will never be completed. Because when we go at it, okay, Rich, I need to take some things out of my life. I got to make my right, like my life with Christ, just change some things. Because when the hard steps come in, if we're not all in, we won't ever finish. When the hard steps come in, we'll go the other direction. When busyness of life sets in, what's going to happen? We're going to set it aside and go do those other things. When the sacrifice is, okay, God's like, okay, you really need to change this in your life. That means you're going to have a sacrifice in your life. And you'll be like, I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I'm willing to give that up. We need to be all in. Because if we're not, the renovation process won't be completed. We'll probably end up in some more pain and more hurt down the road. Years ago, um, well, it's, <laughs> it's back when I was in high school, so it's many years ago. Uh, I played football, and uh, I absolutely love playing football. It's the only sport that I know of that you can just run really hard at somebody and hit them and get away with it. It's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ah, I'm going to hit you, and it's all right because they didn't blow the whistle. Um, but I, I used to love to play uh, wedge buster and kickoff. Wedge buster was the guy that when the ball was kicked off, they sent him first to, to bust any wall that comes up so the guy who catches the ball can run. That was my job, and that maybe that explains some things to you this morning about me. But it was absolutely awesome part of my, my football career that I was able to do that. One play that every once in a while they would call they would say, okay, Rich, you can go down, but we're going to run the other direction. And so I'd be, I'd be like, okay, this is what I could do. I'm going to run down. I really don't have to run in. I don't have to be all in this play. And one of the things that coaches used to say all the time, don't make us understand, not just to get all of us out in each play, he says, play to the whistle. You go all out until the whistle blows, and then you stop. Well, this time I happen to He's like, well, they're going the other direction, so I'm just jogging down a little sweet time, having to go down, whammo! Out of nowhere, this guy just plows into me. My legs are above, my feet are above my head. I'm going a couple yards back in the air. I hit the ground. I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world just happened? <laughs> well, I wasn't all in. I was going down the field. 
half-heartedly. And I took some pain. <laughs> I think the worst part is when I got up and seeing stars, I looked up and my girlfriend was laughing in the stands. I'm like, oh, that's a humbling. That's what it's like with our walk with Jesus. Come on, friends, we got to be all in. All the time. Not taking a play off. And especially when you're walking through this renovation process, like, ah, we'll take it. No, 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 no. Go at it with everything you are and you have in Jesus. Because if we want to complete this renovation project, we need to be determined to go through the process. Trust the builder, trust the process to come to the masterpiece at the end. We need to take this life in Christ seriously. We need to be all in. Are you serious? You can answer that. Are you serious? Are you serious? Do me a favor, look at the person next to you and tell them I'm serious. Tell the person on the other side who you just ignored, I'm serious. Are you serious? Good. Because Demo Day starts with determination that you and I need to be all in. But Demo Day ends with destruction. It starts with determination. I'm all in. I'm going at this with everything I have. I'm going to trust Jesus. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to go at it. I'm going to go in. I'm going to set things aside, no matter if it hurts. But it ends with destruction. Just like you go in your house and you're renovating. It gets destroyed. It gets ripped out. The same with us. Look at verse 5. Look how Paul puts this. It's very, very clear. He says, put to death. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. He says, because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Friends, you just see that. Our earthly nature, the things of this world that are happening, the people are living and doing, that is bringing the wrath of God. It is coming. The things that we're grabbing a hold of, that the devil is selling, we're buying. The wrath of God is coming. You know, one day, this is what's all going to come to an end. One day, Jesus will be coming back, and this world as we know it will be destroyed. God says in Revelation, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth that's going to set the stage for all eternity. Why? Because God wants things back the way they were in the beginning. And one day is enough is going to be enough. Enough people are going to hear Jesus about Jesus and accept Jesus. And it's all going to be returned to back the way Jesus is coming back and it's happening. Based on all the sin and junk of this world that's being lived. Verse 7, it says, You used to walk in these ways. You used to walk in these ways. And the way of life that you once lived, but now you must rid yourself of such things. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language coming for your lips. 
Don't lie to each other, since you have taken off the old self and its practices and put on the new self that's being removed in the mind and the knowledge of the image of its creator. He says, this stuff, this stuff that you have lived before shouldn't be in your life anymore. You are a new creation in Jesus. The old you is gone. The new you is here. So live the serious life in Jesus you've been given. Don't bring on the world. And see, this is where it starts to hurt. This is where it starts to hurt because to put the death means to destroy. To remove it from your life. To remove life from it. I mean, isn't that exactly what death is? No more life? Put the death of the things of this world that resides in you means it no longer resides. It no longer lives in you. Look what it, I mean, it goes back and says sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, anger, malice, slander, filthy language, and don't lie to each other. I'm sure the list can go on on of the things of this world. This is not a complete list. There are plenty more worldviews and values that we were bombarded with all the time. And friends, when we live with the trash of this world in our life, we're not destroying the old life that died with Christ. We are destroying the new life that Christ saved us to live. We've been redeemed, set apart, rescued, forgiven. Jesus says, look up, that's the life I've given you to live. You know what happens when we have these conversations? We hear about these things that need to, that need to go out of our lives, and, and so we go into the renovation of our lives, and we say, okay, I get this, Rich. I get this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab my little my hammer and my, my little chisel, and I'm going to go at this very lightly because I don't want it to hurt. And so we start tapping, tapping little things in our lives, and we go at, okay, i got to get this out of my life here. Let me go. Oh, there. That, that's good. Whew, that was tough. And then, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe I got this little thing here, and you go back at it again, and you start... Ah, oh, there you go. I feel good. I feel good about myself because I've done these little things and I come at it with my little hammer and my little chisel. Well, let me just ask you, church, is that what he said? Is that, did he say come at it with something a little bit and just come at it and be, be kind and tap it out of your life? No, when I read, when we just read, it says he said put to death, right? He said put to death. So we need to figure out what put to death in our mind means. It means put it to death, get it out of our lives. So what we need to do is like the sledgehammer of God come into our lives and we bring it into what we're dealing with. Instead of coming at it with a little hammer, a little chisel, we just turn around and go. (laughs) 
That's what God wants us to do. with the world that's in our life. He doesn't want us to tiptoe. He doesn't want us to take it a little bit easy. He wants to put, he wants us to put to death the things in our lives that came right from the world. So where is it? What is in your life right now as a follower of Jesus that needs to be smashed? That needs to be put to death? Jesus died, okay? He died a brutal death on the cross so we could have life. Life eternal. Life with him. Not to pick it back up. Not to bring it back into our world. God says put it to death. Whatever it is. The old you is gone. The new you is here. How about we be serious and live it? Now, I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're walking through. I don't know what you're facing. I know what's in your life that you've embraced from the, from the world. But every single one of us has something. very personal only you can identify it and you need to root it out of your life going back to what I said last week we need to pray you need to confess it to God confess it to others seek accountability from our family It won't be easy. But it'll be worth it. Because Jesus made it possible. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. Which makes everything possible. Everything possible changes with him. And Lord, I know the world is coming at us at rapid speed. I know the world is saying, look at this. Grab a hold of me. I'm pretty. I'm new. Everybody's doing it. So God, I pray for the strength of your church May you be our foundation. Unshakable, unbreakable. I pray for us as a church, Lord, myself first. 
those, those things that are in my life. God, reveal them to me so I can smash them. It has nothing to do with me breaking a table, Lord. It has everything to do with you breaking my heart to follow you. And I pray that for us. And maybe you're in this room this morning and you've never said yes to Jesus. I shared that a few minutes ago. Well, let me just share with you, your foundation can't be set until you give your life to the one who can set it for you. So right now, I'm going to ask our prayer team to come forward. And after service, if you're in this room and you're ready, you say, I know I need Jesus. I need to give my life to Jesus. And you're wondering how to do that, what it looks like, man. I want to ask you to come forward after the end of service to do just that. This prayer team wants to pray with you. They want to walk with you as you give your life to the one who gave his life for you. And maybe you're in this room this morning or listening online, and you're, okay, uh, Rich, I don't even know where to start. And I see some things, man, I need some help with these things. Come forward and be prayed with. Start the process. Start the process to put to death the things that don't belong. God, I know it won't be easy. Nothing good is. So I pray we don't walk out this world into this world forgetting what you have done and be willing to die to ourselves in some areas too and to live a life that's worthy of everything you've done and please you in every way. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. God bless, church. Have an amazing week. We'll see you next Sunday.